You're listening to the Volleyball by Design podcast. Today, we're going to talk about four blocking systems that you can use that pretty much cover most offensive options in our game. And it's a different way of thinking about setting up your block that I haven't really talked about on the podcast in the past. Um, Now, I have talked about blocking strategies and I have talked about blocking systems and things like that, but I want to give you a different look on how to set up your blocking system when it comes to playing this game of volleyball. So it's an episode you don't want to miss. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Coach Brian Singh, and after a number of years coaching competitive volleyball and as the head coach of the biggest college in Canada, I've become obsessed with helping coaches improve their knowledge and skills of the game by teaching them how to coach efficiently and effectively to ultimately reach their volleyball goals. I created the Volleyball by Design podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies so you can get clarity and apply what you learn right away. This is... The Volleyball by Design Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 161 of the Volleyball by Design Podcast. How is everyone doing out there today? Another week, another uh, summer day. Hope you guys are doing well. Music is, sorry, not music, but weather has been uh, really nice in in Toronto where I'm at. And um, yeah, you know, uh, still continuing with my off-season If you are a new listener to the podcast, welcome. My name is Coach Brian Singh, and I'm the host of the podcast. And if you are a regular listener, as always, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode where the goal, just like every episode, is to deliver value, tangible, step-by-step strategies that you could take back to your gym and apply to your team right away. It's the theme every single week, and I'm hoping that I'm able to do that for you today. Now, the... The title of this episode is Four Blocking Systems to Help Your Team. Now, the reality is, is that these are this is not anything new. Okay, so I have I have talked about blocking in the past. If you go to take a look at episode 71, I released that two years ago, October 18th, 2021. I broke down blocking systems and strategies in quite detail on episode 71. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to summarize some of those main points that I talked about two years ago because, I mean, many of you may not have listened to that episode or forgot about it for that matter. And then I'm going to share with you a system that you can put in place with your team that will help simplify and be extremely tactical at the same time of your blocking system. I think it's really unique. And I actually... So our blocking system, I don't think I've ever shared on the podcast before. I normally save that that type of stuff for DVA, but our blocking system is very, very specific, and it is designed where players can change their blocking uh, strategies, if whatever you want to call it, you know, in on the fly. Like after a point, I'll call something out, and they can change their blocking system pretty quickly to you know combat whatever attack the other team is giving. So this, what I'm going to talk to you about today is a simplified version of mine that I think is really unique. And I was actually, I was at a camp uh, last week where I did, um, I did a, a session on defense and blocking. That was my session. Or yeah, defense and blocking. That was my, my session. And I walked uh, the camp through, you know, fundamentals blocking. So I got, I got a chance to talk to some coaches and a really cool system that a coach implemented 
what I'm gonna I wish I'm gonna share with you today. I thought it was really really unique. So let's go over a couple main concepts before we get into the systems. And the first things I want to describe is the difference between a spread block and a bunch block. That's probably the two main blocking strategies you're gonna hear people talk about is a spread block and a bunch block. And what they are is where your players establish their position prior to the setter setting the ball. So I call it your IDP, your initial defensive position. So let's talk about a spread. A spread block is where your three blockers front court are spread evenly along the net. That's a really simple way of describing it, a spread block. And, a, and if you're teaching a spread block, the middle is normally in the, well, in the middle of the net, right? That's pretty easy. And your pin blockers, the player in position two and four, a general, a good general rule of thumb is taking your arm and extending it to the antenna, okay? And then taking one giant step in. That is a great IDP to start with, to start with okay? So that's a spread. A bunch is a little bit different. A bunch is where they're not spread out evenly along the net, but where they're kind of bunched, I'm using the word here, the bunch together in the middle of the net. So if you're a middle blocker with standing straight up and he or she was to put their arms to the side, that's where the pin blockers would be. So they're very, very close to the middle blocker. Now, these two blocking strategies, systems, whatever you want to call it, they have their purpose. So a spread block is a general blocking system where you're trying to cover majority of the court with at least one blocker, you know? And the, the hope is that when the setter sets the ball, the middle will then be able to transition either left or right to help put a double block up against the attacker. Okay, so that's the goal. Now, one key point here when it comes to blocking is... Your pin blocker, their job is to establish the block. And your middle blocker's job is to close to the pin blocker. So imagine wherever your player in position two or four, wherever they're setting up their block to jump, the middle is going to try their best to close to their inside foot. Therefore, they're going straight up, straight down, and they're both shoulder to shoulder to create a good solid block. That's the goal, okay? Now, that's why it's really important for the pin blockers to establish a block where they need to and not where and not in, in the wrong position because in the middle is closing to them and if the, if the pin block is out of position, then your block is gonna set up poorly. Okay, so those are the main concept. Now, a bunch block, the purpose of a bunch block is to protect the middle of the floor. So if the offensive team is running a lot of middle attack or they're running a lot of pipe, you know, backcourt out of position six, that's where you might want to bunch because if majority of the offense is coming there, then we want to, you know, set our, our, our blockers up to be successful, to, you know, tactically be in a position where they're going to be able to block a ball. And that's where bunch comes in. Okay. A couple other blocking concepts I want to revisit I mentioned this in the last in episode 71 as well but I'll talk about it again is the concept of reading okay so reading is what teams generally do and it's what you're taught is what you is what your coaches coach it's where 
We wait for the setter to set the ball before we move. That's called reading. So as soon as the setter sets the ball, then the blockers are going to transition as best as they can to block the ball. That's called reading. Well, committing is another concept. Committing is committing to an attacker whether the setter sets that attacker or not. And normally, the middle blocker is the one doing this, not the pins. So what this looks like is if a middle attacker is coming in to swing and the middle attacker jumps, the middle blocker is going to jump with the middle attacker regardless of whether that player got set or not. That's the goal. That's what a commit block is. And a commit block is, is there to shut down that attacker really, really early so the attacker doesn't have much hitting options. Because think about it. If the attacker jumps in the middle and the setter hasn't set them the ball yet, and we jump with the attacker, and then the setter sets them the ball, the attacker has nowhere to go. Now, at the end of the day, you know, offensive teams, the attacker always has the advantage because they can choose what to do with the ball, whether to swipe, tip, roll, swing off hands, etc. So you can, as a middle blocker, you can only do so much. But you put yourself in a really good position to block the ball if you've committed and they set that player. And you have, you have a very, very good block. Okay. Another concept is called staying neutral. And this, again, predominantly deals with the middle, but it, it can deal with the pin blockers as well. And what staying neutral means is you stay in your IDP regardless of whether the attacker is running a different route. Okay? So this is the difference between staying neutral or fronting the attacker. And again, normally middles do this. So fronting the middle or fronting the attacker means that if the middle is running on a different route, whatever route they're running, whether they're approaching behind the setter, in front of the setter, far over from the setter, whatever route that middle is approaching on, fronting them means that you're going to stay in front of them. It means you're not going to stay in the middle of the net and have the middle run a different route and you not be in front of them. It means you're going to go in front of the middle. So you're going to move along the net to stay in front of the middle. That's what fronting the middle means. Staying neutral means you don't follow the middle wherever the middle goes. Or, the, or if you're a pin player, you don't follow the attacker. Wherever the attacker goes, you stay neutral. You stay in your position until the setter sets the ball, and then you go. Now, for middles, you know, this is where they have to, you're, you guys got to decide on how, what kind of strategy the middle is going to be doing. Are they going to be neutral? Are they going to be fronting the middle? Are they going to be committing? You know, there's, a, excuse me, it's really late when I'm recording this and I'm getting tired, but don't worry, I still have energy, I still have energy for you guys. Now, you have to decide, and here are some deciding factors. Well, if they run a lot of middle, then you probably want to front the middle and commit because you want to make sure that you take out their option that they're running a lot of, make them beat you in a different way, Right? The other option is to stay neutral and not front the middle. And that way you can get to the pins the same distance, you know, like, you know, if you're, for example, if you front the middle and they're running a 30 or they're running a, 
a route that's far from the setter, and then the setter set right side, well, you got to, as a middle blocker, you got a ton of distance to cover now. So you may not want to, you know, in that situation, if you know they're not going to be running middle a lot, and they're going to be running pins, then you may not want to front the middle. Okay, so this is, this is, I just summarized a lot of different things here. I got one more thing I want to talk about, and then we'll get to the systems. Fronting the setter, you probably heard me say this a bunch of times, and I apologize if I'm <laughs> being redundant, but fronting the setter means that the player in position four, okay, so your left side attacker, who essentially is the right side blocker, they are going to be in front of the setter no matter where the setter goes. So if the setter has to back up to set the ball, they're going to stay in front of the setter. If the setter is transitioning and moving a little bit forward, they're going to follow the setter, on obviously on the other side of the floor, and they're going to stay in front of them. Okay, And this is to make sure that they cover any dumps, any tips that the setter is going to try to make. Okay, so that is simple blocking strategies that middle and pin blockers can do and everyone is every strategy serves a purpose, right? Where there's a pro, there's a con. Now let's talk about systems. So as a coach, what you can do is you can figure out what are the most common type of sets that other teams are going to do for you. And you want to design a blocking system to help prevent those offensive sets to be successful, okay? So I'm going to give you a hypothetical here, okay? So in theory, a team can run a lot of left side, a team can run a lot of middle, a team can run a lot of right side, okay? Those are the three options. And when I say middle, I mean middle attack, pipe attack, coming out of the middle, so what you may want to do is set up three or four different blocking systems that you can interchangeably say on the fly for your players to do. <clears throat> so let's walk through what this could potentially look like. Let's say that you know that this team right now is going to run a lot of left side. You've done your scouting report. You know the team. They don't have a strong middle or right side. They're going to run a lot of left side. So this could be system one. So system one is a blocking system that is designed to put yourselves in the best position to block a left side attack. <clears throat> Excuse me. So how would that look like? Well, you're blocking. Your three front court players are going to set up their IDP in a manner that will help prevent the left side attack. So... Your player in position four will front the setter, meaning they're going to be far over, and they're giving up the right side attack. And in this case, it's a C-ball. It's a backcourt right side attack. And not many teams have a strong C-ball. So if you know a team doesn't have a strong C-ball, this is even more of a reason to front the setter. So system one, our player in position four is going to front the setter. Our middle is not going to have their IDP in the middle of the floor. They may take a step over. So they're now still in the middle to help the middle attack, but they're also a little bit over to help the left side attack so they can get there faster. So they can still help the middle, but they can help the left side as well. And because the player in position four is fronting the setters coming over, they can also help in the middle. 
So you essentially have two blockers in the middle, and you have two blockers protecting the left side. Well, fantastic. So this is how we're setting our, our system one is going to be set up to prevent or help block the left side. And if it's an out of system ball or a block, a ball that's passed off the net where you know that the middle is not going to pro it's not probably going to be getting this ball, then everyone can shift over to the left side right away and throw up six hands and you can have a triple block on the left side. Okay. So this is system one. So as a coach, okay, before the serve is made, you can go, Hey, block system one. And they're going to know exactly what you're thinking and they're going to know exactly where to set up. Okay. Now, system two, what if they're running a lot of middle? What if they're running a lot of middle, a lot of middle pipe? Well, here is where we have to determine what, what, what we want to, what we want to factor in here. Okay. So if they're, let, okay, let's say, actually, let's scratch this system two. Let's say that they're going to run middle or right side. Okay. Middle or right side. That's a, that's a second system we can think about. Well, we can have the player in position four being a spread. So they're neutral. They're one, you know, arms length away from the antenna, one step in. We can have the middle front the middle attacker. Okay. So there you go. So they're fronting the middle attacker and we can have the left side, uh, the player in position, uh, sorry, not the left side, the player in position two, they can be bunched so they can come over. Okay. So now we have help in the middle. So if the middle runs, if the middle attacker runs different routes, we have help coming from position four. We have help coming from position two. So that's how we can help prevent the middle and the right side. Okay. There you go. Perfect. Um, we also can run a system where same thing, we're protecting the, the middle and the right side, but the middle this time, instead of fronting the middle, the middle stays neutral. Okay. We can do that. Middle stay neutral. You could also have the middle start in a different position. Maybe the middle stays neutral, but their IDP is a little more over. Their IDP could be a little more towards like the 30 zone. Okay. That's another option. That could be system three. So the player in position four is spread. The middle is shifted a little bit closer to the player in position four, kind of like three and a half area. And then the player in position two is bunched. It's close to the middle. There you go. You're protecting the left, you're protecting the right side, and you're protecting the middle. And you're giving up the left side attack. I shouldn't say you're giving up, but you're you're um, you're a little more over. So you're not protecting the left side as much. Okay, that could be system three. And then system four could be, uh, you know, a simple spread from position four. Middle could start in the thirty, in the three and a half, but follow the middle. So they're not neutral; they're following the middle. And then left side, so uh, player in position four can be in spread. So we're, again, another system, system four, but it serves a purpose, okay? Maybe you, again, you want to follow the middle. You want to follow the middle, so you're protecting the middle. But you also think that it could go right side. 
So all that we're gonna do here is we're changing the IDP of the middle, and the middle's IDP is starting in area, like in between area three and four, okay? So the really cool thing about this system, and more, more importantly, it's, it's the mindset behind the system. <clears throat> you as a coach are gonna sit down and say, what are the most common attacks that other teams are gonna be doing to us? Now, what I just gave you here is a general, a general thing. So we have left side attack, middle attack, right side attack. And what I did was what I, I set up four different systems where essentially the middle blocker is starting either in area three and a half in between three and four or starting in their regular area. But, I, but you know, and, and, and then either fronting, staying neutral, right? Those are the two options. No, notice I didn't say commit. But I could, I could throw in a system five and say commit, but then it gets really complicated. That's normally something that I'll tell my middle, hey, just commit. And I'll, my middle only has to know that. So setting up systems prior to your match, prior to your season, really, and having your team practice these systems can pay dividends in a match. Because you think about it, <clears throat> during a game, when, when the team scores the point or whoever scores the point, and we're serving, so we have to score a point for us to serve, we can call it a system. We, hey, block system three. And they're gonna know exactly what their job is. So they only have to remember three or four systems. And you're gonna practice this and every system has its purpose. So now, if they, they're also gonna know what the system is and they're also gonna know what the purpose is. So they're gonna say, hey, coach is thinking we're gonna go left side. This is why we're doing this system. So now they even have mentally preparing themselves for a ball to go to the left side. So I hope you were able to get some value and just some perspective here. I thought it was a really cool perspective talking to these coaches about just coming up with a simple blocking system where they have system one, system two, system three, system four even for the most common types of attacks they're gonna get. And they teach it to their players, they run those systems and they can change it on the fly. They can, they can use it in a game and it's very, very tactical. So let's do a quick review. Sorry, if you hear my voice, it's like it's one, it's almost one o'clock in the morning. Um, I had a busy, busy weekend, super busy weekend. Birthday parties, I mean, barbecue. It's like it's summer, you know. And um, and I got to make sure that I get this episode in. It's, it doesn't matter what time it is. It's gonna, I'm gonna get this in. So to recap, episode seventy-one. Okay, it's October eighteenth, twenty twenty-one. Check that out. I talk a little bit more about blocking strategies uh, in a little more detail. This this was more system-based. That, I talked more strategy. Um, we talked about spread versus bunch. Remember, spread is when the players are evenly distributed along the net. A good position to start is your IDP for your pin blockers to be an arm's length away from the antenna and one step in. And then your middle is in the middle. A bunch is when everyone's bunched together in the middle. Uh, the middle can stick their hand out, and then the pin blockers are literally right right there, so an arm's length away from the middle. Bunch blocking's purpose is when you think that a lot of offense is gonna come from the middle of the floor, so either through the middle attack or the pipe attack, depending on where that is. Um, read, read means the blockers don't move until the setter has made their set. Neutral means the same thing. The blockers stay neutral until the setter has made their set. Committing means the blockers jump with the attacker. Whether the attacker gets set or not is irrelevant 
Their blockers are jumping with the attacker. That's called committing. Fronting the setter is when our player in position four, which is our left side attack, they're the ones that are going to be standing in front of the opposing setter. Wherever the setter goes, that's where they're going. Okay? So those are some, some concepts for you. And then we talked about picking your system that works. We talked about system one, system two, system three, system four. Let me just recap the systems. So system one, and these are generic systems that I gave. You guys can come up with your own. But system one is when we front the setter, middle goes over, shifts over. So they're, they're between area two and area three. And then the left side blocker is all the way over. And that way we can have two blockers on middle, two blockers on left side. And this is a system where you think it's going to be a left side attack. And you're still protecting the middle at the same time. And you do this when you have no C-ball threat. If you have a C-ball threat, you might have to adjust. But you have no C-ball threat. Okay? System two. System two, we have um, uh, the, a, a kind of like a spread system. But the middle is fronting the middle attacker. And the left side is bunched. I'm sorry, not the left side. The, the right side, the area in position uh, two is bunched and this is where again you think it's going to be more of a uh, a right side slash middle so here here's what happens the right side the air the player in position two can help with the middle because they're over and the middle and the left side can help with middle as well as right side so you got a bunch of you're loading up on the left side of the floor here we have system three which is basically the middle staying neutral, not fronting, okay? And the middle can also start in between area three and four. So they're starting a little more over now, and the left side is bunched. So we're protecting the middle, and we're protecting the right side. And you can do the same thing, but the middle is, uh, again, following the middle. So they're in the 30, they're in the 30 area, the area between area three and four, and they're following the middle. And then left side is spread in this situation. So, you know, you got to figure out what your situations are and how you're going to design your system. But again, the whole purpose of this episode was to now making you realize you can establish systems before games so that your team knows what system, what, like block, what block system one, system three is. So in a game, you can change your blocking system on the fly to better tactically prepare you to stop the other ball from coming over the net. That's it. Okay, that's what the system is. Um, one thing I haven't mentioned, by the way, if you haven't signed up for a DV, if you're listening to this before August 12th, 13th, DVA Live, get your tickets. They're on sale, ready to go. It's going to be an amazing weekend, which I'm sure you heard in the preamble already about building your championship program, and we're going to hear from some great speakers. And um, if you're interested in DVA, uh, we, we, we have a, a ton of live trainings on Block D. I have, a, I have an in-depth live training on uh, block defense and backcourt defense and how you set all that structure up and all that stuff. And I teach you my custom uh, blocking system as well. So head on over to digitalvolleyballacademy.com and you can get uh, signed up there and get access to not only that training, but tons of other trainings in addition to the mentorship that I provide in DVA and a lot of other things. But it's all explained on the website. Check it out. All right. My voice is starting to go a little more now, so I think that's going to be it for me. I will see you guys next week on another episode of the Volleyball by Design Podcast. Take care. All right, cue the music. Look, 
Are you at the stage you want to be in your volleyball journey? How would it feel to get clarity on your training? And instead of taking months to get better, you could improve in weeks, if not days. When I was a young coach and player, I felt this way all the time. The truth is, after I got some great advice on how to be efficient, my learning curve grew exponentially. Let me show you how to be more efficient and effective in this game. I invite you to check out CoachBTraining.com for more resources that you can use to take your game to the next level. I look forward to helping you reach your volleyball goals.